Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I am Tim Daniel. On this week's episode, Sean Mackey and I, we do the over-unders for every NBA team according to the Action Network. We pull up the site, we see what they say, and we say if we agree or not. Uh, will we take the over, will we take the under, will we go even? Listen to the show and find out. Without further ado, everyone enjoy. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. Alright, Sean, so we're now, what are we, six days away from the season? Uh yeah, pretty close. Gosh, our uh, our tradition of getting together for opening night is coming soon. Yes, we are getting together, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. <laughs> We're I'm making not, plans on the pod right now. Yeah, I'm not backing out of the of the plans. Okay, by any means. Uh, speaking of the opener of the season, I want to let you guys know we have a really cool episode going up that day. Um, I got to interview Rayan 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 Ali. Sorry, Rayon. Rayon Ali is the writer of NBA Jam, the book. Now, if you listen to our show each and every week, like I know you do, you know that NBA Jam is a big part of 48 Minutes and the 48 Minute Network. So, uh, really excited. He, got, he gave me a copy of the book a little early that I've been skimming through a little bit. It's got like an interview with like Shaq in there, man. It's got like, wow. yeah, like some of the, yeah. So, be on the lookout for that episode. The book also comes out that day. Um, so, I'm excited about that pod. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I am uh, I can't wait to get it out to you guys. But unfortunately, Sean, from excitement, we now go to uh, some more China controversy because for the past two weeks, all we've talked about is China and the preseason highlights. So why not keep one going with while we look at the other? So LeBron James, I guess, uh, had a mini press conference before the game Sunday and went as far to say that Daryl Morey was misinformed when he sent his tweet out in support of Hong Kong. Now, you know that I love Mr. LBJ. That's my guy. That's your guy. But, man, I'm not necessarily upset he said something because he's always been very, like, media savvy, but it seems like this was kind of... I don't know if he meant to say what he said. I think he just had a wrong choice in words. Would you say that's fair? Uh, yeah, because he did clarify himself a little bit later, but I don't know, man. I think LeBron is a smart business dude, and uh, he wants to protect his brand, and China's probably a big part of that. So, um, I don't have much of a comment about it, but it did kind of come out as kind of tone deaf. Yeah, it did, and also... Especially because we look at LeBron as this big, you know, uh, more than basketball guy, you know, um, activist. Yeah, Mr. I won't shut up and dribble. I won't shut up and dribble. Exactly, exactly. And this was, it was kind of went against the grain of everything else he does. Yeah, it did, man. Um, What were your initial thoughts? I was shocked. Um, You know, at first I kind of like looked at it and just was kind of. You know, for him, 
this isn't the same. Like I said, I'm not against the fact he said something because I think when you like read the article that the Athletic put out about it and how he basically went to Adam Silver and said, "Look, if a player sent that, we'd get in trouble." So, are we going to hold Daryl Morey accountable? And I think more or less, you know, Bill Simmons made the point. I think it's I think it's fair, is that there were better ways to say what he said, such as you know, like, "Hey, we." We're worried about our safety. Our team was stuck in a hotel for a couple days, you know, like, so I think that's kind of where uh, things got a little tough. So I don't know, man. I don't think it was ideal by any means. No, no. I'm just tired of the whole China thing. We just need to, I want to, I want to move on from it. I mean, it's become a huge story over the last uh, week, week and a half, and we're not talking just, uh, you know, in sports, but this is a national story that's hitting up every every news bit you can see, and um, I really think, uh, you know, it, it really peaked last week when John Oliver did a story about it. I was really surprised, uh, and he made some really, really funny comments about... Daryl Morey uh, trading away Marquise Chris, and uh, it was it was really hilarious. But aside the point, but it it became bigger than basketball last week. And LeBron, the biggest superstar we've had since Michael Jordan, coming out and saying something like this, it would have almost been better of him not to say anything. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, I I completely agree. Okay. But uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's been kind of an interesting week. I just want to I want to get through this China stuff. I want to get it over with. The NBA season starts next week. Um, I don't have much more of a comment about it, except it was a little bit tone deaf. I don't uh, for being such a progressive activist that LeBron James is. It's you know it it came out as just bizarre that he would tweet something like that. And uh, I, I'm sure this isn't going to be the end of uh, you know these talks about China because the NBA doesn't really know what to say. Um, uh, The players don't really know what to say. Like they're kind of muzzled a little bit about it. And it's just, it's just an awkward situation. The whole thing has just been, it's been awkward for the NBA. And it was a tweet that just the Daryl Morey tweet has just like turned the NBA and the world upside down over the last couple weeks. It's just, and it's, it's deleted. And on top of that, like they don't even have Twitter in China. So like, I don't, I don't really understand, uh, you know, why we have to keep rehashing it. But but here we are again. Another week goes by. Uh, we're rehashing this. So um, I don't know. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next in the NBA China saga because I I doubt it's over. There's gonna be more people talking, like I said, and and um, you know. The NBA wants to continue a relationship with China. It's in the best interest of China to continue a relationship with the NBA because uh, those fans, especially at that Nets-Lakers games, just look like they were just having a blast and uh, really, really enjoying uh, you know, seeing LeBron James on the floor. So um, um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited just to get the, get through this week and and get to some some actual real basketball that counts. Yes, absolutely, and that's what this episode's about this week, Sean, is we're going to talk about how good those basketball teams are when they play games that count. So we've never done this episode before, where we 
are kind of going through and going through the wins and the losses. But I pulled up this wonderful website called the Action Network, which any sports gambler is well aware of. And I thought it'd be a fun time to do a show uh, where we kind of did the over-unders for every NBA team. Okay. And kind of give our thoughts on how things are going to pan out. So, like I said, I did pull up from Action Network. And the way that they have this sorted out, so in case anyone's wondering why we're jumping all over the place, is simply put, um, they went odds by highest odds to lowest odds is their list. So you're not going to hear us go by conference. You're not going to hear us go by division. It's going to be a little goofy. Um, but we're going by this, and we're going to say, you know, do we agree, 50, you know, so-and-so team, this many wins, do they win more or less than that? More or less, that's that's over-under. So, Sean, you ready? Let's do it. All right, Sean. Team number one, the team that the Action Network thinks will get the most wins this year, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're over-under 57 and a half. Do you go wow. over or do you go under? Um... 57 and a half. Um, I'm actually going to go over. I'm going to go over. Me too. Okay. Yeah, so I think when we took, when we talked about all the reasons last year, they really bring this team back. I know that they're going to be hurting without Malcolm Brogdon, but I think a lot of those younger guys, they kind of really are expecting to kind of take that step forward. And so, yeah, I mean, they don't have a choice really yeah. at this point. Um, so I stick. I say over. I think that they're good enough, um, but I don't know if they're significantly over. I don't think they're like sixty-three wins, but I think they're about the fifty-seven and a half. I I could see them in that fifty-eight through sixty range. Yeah, I don't see sixty-three either. Okay, so the next team on the list is the Seventy-Sixers, and their over/under is at fifty-four and a half. What do you think, Sean? Ooh, um, I'm going to say slightly under. Okay, so I think, as much as I don't think the Bucks could win 60 games. You think they could? I think the Sixers could win 60 games. Ooh, I like it. I think that they're good enough. You know, there's going to be situations, man, where uh, Kevin O'Connor talked about this, where when they play their starting five, the smallest guy is Josh Richardson. That's true. But a couple years ago, they had a team, you know, that was also especially long when they had... I'm thinking of the Bucks from a couple years ago when Michael Carter-Williams was on there. Never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking... I was immediately thinking of Michael Carter-Williams, Sixers. I went right back to his, his, his first, you know, when he was playing for the Bucks. So that uh, that is not relevant at all. But, um, I yeah, I believe the 76ers... I don't know, man. I'm... I don't know what what to expect with them. They should be one of the most cohesive teams this year, uh, based on their uh, you know their main guys, their core group. Uh, Simmons, I think Tobias Harris, uh, it's going to have a good season again. I really look forward to see you know what um, Josh Richardson's going to do. So um, it's going to be an interesting year. I think they will. They're going to be right there with the Bucks, but I don't know, man. Giannis is just so damn good. And if I'm going to give an over to the Bucks or 76ers, I would give the edge to the Bucks. But I think, uh, I think uh, you know, the 76ers, they could go up or down. I'm going to say down just because, I don't know, I just feel like there's going to be some kind of setback or something because it's like their trajectory has gone from uh, – we think these guys are the next Orlando Magic, uh, you know, and they've, and then, you know, uh, 
they had a few good series a couple years ago, and then last year, the heartbreaking series, it's like, how do you bounce back from that? And it'll be interesting to see, but I'm going to say under. Yeah, okay, so we have we have our first disagreement, it's on the 76ers. Okay, go. Okay, so let me ask you this. Sure. Because this was asked today on a couple pods. Between the Bucks and the Sixers, who do you think would be more likely to win 60 games? Um... I'm gonna go with the Bucks just because of Giannis. I think like, that's I, fair. I, I, I think he's the best player on the planet right now. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna stick with my with my Sixers on that one. I'm okay. gonna stick with that pick. So, all right, that makes this fun. All right, so now we're gonna get into a couple. Wow, this is just five straight Western Conference teams. All right, Sean. So Houston Rockets at fifty three and a half. I will go under here. This is my first under, but I don't think it's by much. I think there's a lot of worries I know about Westbrook and Harden together, but I think that they'll be I think they'll be fine. I think the ways that you've seen them play in preseason so far, I know it's preseason. Um, we've finally seen the part of Westbrook we've always wanted to see. And I off really ball Westbrook. Westbrook. Off ball Westbrook, man. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted. Um, so I think I will say that I will put them about 51 because I think I think they're definitely the best team in their division um, because they're in there with like New Orleans, San Antonio and teams like that. Yeah. But when they play, I don't, I think the I don't know if they're better than those specific teams being the LA teams particular or and I don't know if they're better than the Nuggets right now. Oh yeah, I, I don't think that they're better than the Nuggets <laughs> at all. And uh, I mean it came out today. I mean I know this is it's not a real big deal to a lot of people, but but Gerald Green might be out for the season. With I've a, heard he uh, is out for the season. He is out. They they they're, they're confirming it, so he is out for the year. So bye bye Gerald Green, most fun video game player ever. Um, and actually, he, you know, he's had a few good seasons for them too. So you know, jokes aside, uh, I am one hundred percent joking that he's a integral part of this team. But he he is in in the Mike D'Antoni system a, a perfect seven seconds or less kind of player. Um, but he's out. Um, I don't know, man. The Rockets are kind of, this is going to be kind of a make or break year for the Rockets. Uh, I'm going to say under with them as well. I'm going to agree with you. Um, I don't, I don't know. Clint Capella, I, you know, he's good. Um, I don't think he's going to excel past what he's done over the last couple years though. Um, I think he's just kind of hit a wall with his play um eric gordon great player still um but i i don't know man this is gonna be you know it's kind of one of those things they just keep you know it's like it's like spaghetti they keep throwing it at the wall to see what sticks and it's like they're bringing westbrook out there uh nothing else has really has really worked and um you know it's uh it's going to be an interesting year for them. They're going to be fun to watch regardless any night. Uh, they're going to be must-watch basketball, but uh, I'm going to say under as well. Yeah, I'll stick with it. And also, I do believe load management will be kind of playing a part in stuff too. So I think Absolutely. that plays a part in a lot of these teams that we kind of see we're going to have lower totals as we go through. I hate um, load management. I, I hate do it. too. I do it's too. the worst. Here's one team I don't think we're going to have to worry about is load management. That's the Utah Jazz. So they're over-under is 53 and a half. Um, I honestly think the Jazz are going to go over, and here's why, Sean. I think they're going to play everybody as many games as they possibly can. If Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert are healthy, they're playing every night. They just got Bogdan Bogdanovich. If he's healthy, he's playing every night. 
Yeah. You know, Royce O'Neal has been the surprise of camp for a lot of people are talking about. So I think the Jazz are going to win because I think they're a good enough team. I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. So at 53.5, the same as the Rockets, the same as the Clippers, I will take the over on the Jazz. I think they're the, they're the best option of the three to take the over because of load management. I'll agree with you. I'll go, I'll go slightly over. Slightly. I'm not going to go much more over than that. Um, cause I, I mean, we just got to see what, what Donovan Mitchell is going to bring. Is he going to make another jump forward? Um, last year, he did not. So um, we'll kind of see Mike Connolly being there, though, getting an actual experienced, honest-to-God point guard there. I mean, I know they had Ricky Rubio last year, and no disrespect to, to Ricky. And I actually liked him in Utah, but um, I, uh, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of ready to see what Mike Connolly can do outside of, of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, this is going to be an interesting year for him. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll kind of see, see what happens, but them getting him, I think was huge. And like you said, Boban and everything. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting season. If, if Rudy Gay stays healthy along with Mitchell Connolly and everybody, it's, it, they could, but I'll, I'll just go slightly over. I'm not, I'm not like super enthusiastic about the Utah jazz yet, but that might change. Yeah, I'm not either, but I do think like, uh, like the reasons I listed, the reasons you mentioned, I think that. 55-56 isn't out of the picture for this team. I feel like no. this team is pretty close to being that like Mike Budenholzer Atlanta Hawks team we referenced last week. Absolutely. Where they're probably going to make the playoffs every year. They probably won't win the title, but they're going to be there all the time. And, and that's fine. Yeah, agreed. So that brings us to the Clippers, who also, like the Rockets and Jazz, are at a, over under 53.5. So I love this Clippers team. I think they're the title favorites. Um, I think though, you know, they're going to rest Kawhi a lot. Paul George is looking like he's going to miss four to six weeks. And I still worry about certain spots in this team, like center, like Montrezl Harrell and Zubash look like they're going to be the team's centers. I'm okay with that. Uh, I will say under, but I will say right under, I think that they will win 52 to 53 games. I'm going to say over. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you dissing Montrezl Harrell? I love Montrezl Harrell, but, like, when he plays Anthony Davis? Well, I mean, he's not going to be the best player on the floor every time he he goes out there, but he's serviceable. I'm not saying he's not. He's a straight double-double guy. And uh, this is a team that's bringing everyone back and then adding two superstars and not Kyrie Irving, so it's not going to screw everything up. So, yeah, I'm going to put him over, man. Like, this is my title favorite. I know you said, you know, Paul George is probably going to miss some time. They're, they're going to do some load management with Kawhi, obviously. But the rest of these guys have been together for a couple years, and they know how to win. They got Doc Rivers as a coach. Come on, man. Hey, you bring valid points. Okay. Valid points indeed. All right, the Denver Nuggets at 52.5. I go over... I think of them the kind of as a better version of what I think of the Jazz. If I'm going to t- talk about the Rockets not being as good as the Nuggets, um, I can't have the Rockets, you know, win the same amount. So the Nuggets at 52 and a half. I will stay over. I think Jokic is going to be really good again this year, as we all expect. Um, getting Jeremy Grant super underrated for this team. Oh and yeah. I really expect, and maybe I shouldn't, but I expect Jamal Murray is going to take a step forward again. I think so too. I think this is going to be a great year for Denver. Um, Jokic has 
you know, he's going to be probably an MVP candidate this year. Um, he's not one of my favorite players. I know he's not one of your favorite players. We kind of talk about and joke about it often, but, uh, Will Chamberlain round two, Will Chamberlain. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, there was a lot of concern about maybe him putting on some weight over the summer. Um, but I think he's going to be fine. Concern, Sean. So. Oh my God. <laughs> it's been a little bit of concern, but I think he's going to be fine. And uh, Jamal Murray is going to make a step. I, I think he's going to take another step forward. Um, and uh, like you said, getting Lamb, that's huge this year. Um, these guys are going to be right in the mix uh, with Utah, with, you know, the Rockets. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure they're a Western Conference final team this year just because um, – of the competition. We have no idea how the West is going to shake out this year. I mean, at all, it's just going to be, it, there's just so many good teams over there. So, um, which is unfortunate. And this might be, this might be like one of those seasons that finally has the NBA reassess whether they want to do like a, you know, best 16 team scenario, um, in a, in a year or so, because I just, I don't know. There's just so much talent out there. The it the East is the East has got some players. Next year it's gonna be a different story with KD coming back and everything. But I uh, I don't know, man. The it, the West is tough. Nuggets are gonna be in that. I will give them slightly over as well. All right, I'm gonna make my plea real quick before we uh, talk about the Lakers. Plea, huh? Yeah, I'm fine with keeping conferences, but can we get rid of divisions because they really don't matter? Divisions are stupid. Yes, they've been yes, stupid they and irrelevant for years. Yeah, it's not like baseball where, like, you know what I mean, where you have to win your division or you have a one game, you have a wild card yeah. to make it. God, Shout that, out would, to Washington. that would be awful in basketball, wouldn't it? Dude, I would love a one-game wild card tiebreaker in basketball. Ew, ew, so think about no. it, think about it. So that year the Bulls made it with Rondo, Wade, and Butler. We can all agree they shouldn't have made it, right? Absolutely. Okay, so that Heat team tied them that year at 41-41. Yeah. That Heat team went thirty and eleven after starting the year eleven and thirty, if you remember. I remember that, yeah. So that would have been like, here's a one game playoff, winner goes and plays the Celtics. I'm down for that. Yeah. All or nothing? Yeah. We already complained that the NBA playoffs are too long, I understand that, but a one game said compared to everything else. Yeah. We didn't do what the WNBA does with their playoffs. That's what I'm gonna say. Alright. So the Lakers, Sean, their odds are fifty and a half. And I know how homer this is going to sound, but I am taking the over. If I have a team that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis, look, I know they're going to sit out some nights. I know load management is kind of the basis of this of this episode. <laughs> but I can't see a case where with those two that 50 isn't a possibility. And I think that they're about a 52 to 53 win team. Um, yeah. I mean, this team should be m- making more than that. Yeah, they they really like talent wise should probably win fifty seven, fifty eight. Absolutely, but once again, West is tough. Yep. But the load management and I don't know, man, Anthony Davis. I love that guy so much. He's so great, but I just feel like he misses a lot of time to injuries, like dinky ones. Not really, though. Like if you look at his career, like he'll miss. When he isn't, we talked about this on Shot Callers this week. When he's hurt and he misses time, he misses like two, three games. It's not like, you know, like Derrick Rose, where if he misses time, he's out, you know, that's, he's out for the whole year. Right, you know, it's 10 sure. to 15 games. Like, 
I don't think I think Anthony Davis has some little dings for sure, but like t- for example, he's hurt right now with that thumb injury. He's playing tonight against the Warriors. Yeah. Well, there was no tear or anything. Right. And like, really, what's his most significant injury been? He hasn't torn his ACL. You know what I mean? He hasn't no, like. But, but it's just it's just dinky dinky. Uh... He's a center. Well, he's a power uh, forward center. He's a power forward center. So let's. I'm, I'm looking at his games played that he did. So he's never played 82 games. Yeah. 2012, he played 64. Okay. 2013, 67. Pel, uh, 2014, 68. 2015, 61. 2016 and 17, 75 games. And last year, 56. So he has missed significant time. Well, last year was not really... Last year, if you remember, one, he played, yeah, like, yeah. halves. Sure. And two, they shut him down at the end of the... Like, for a little bit at the end of the year. They did. They did. We need to keep in mind, though, he's just 26. Right. So, you know, he's got a lot more to play, and he's gotten considerably better every year he's played. So, um, you know, but I don't know, man. Like, there's just been... I mean, as you can see, like, there's been a couple years where he's lost, he's lost you know, missed close to 20 games... Yeah, 20 games is... I don't really freak out over 20 games. And plus, like, when he does sit out, it's not like they're bad. No. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so JaVale and Dwight, I know they're not Anthony Davis by any means, but they're fine. Dwight Howard's been fine in this role. (laughs) So far. 18 minutes in total played. He hasn't pissed anybody off yet. Oh, God. It's such a a long season. Why are you doing this? He had a dunk in China (laughs) where his pants fell off. You're like, he had a dunk in China. Yeah, he he had a warm-up dunk where he literally jumped out of his pants. Well, you know, he is Superman. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) But I'm I'm not really worried about that. You know, if they do win 50 to 51, I'm not shocked, and it doesn't concern me. This is a team that's built for the playoffs. Like, they just need to get there. Yeah, and they will. And they will. LeBron just needs to get to the playoffs, and we're good. Yeah, we know what happens then. Sure. So, from the Lakers, we go to the arch rival of the Lakers being the Boston Celtics. Their odds are 48 and a half. All right, so... This one's tough for me, because I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games, but I don't think they're a title contender. I think that, one, they're going to be a lot happier, as we know. Um, and Kemba Walker is probably a better fit. But if this team's going to win 49 games, Sean, they're going to need a lot more from Jason Tatum. And also, we just heard about the report today that Jalen Brown has turned down their first offer and is wanting a bigger offer. But 48.5, I think it's under. I think they're more like a 43-46 to 46 win team. And I think Kemba's going to be really good for them. I'm going to go... With under 46. Okay. I I agree with you. I don't know what to expect from this team. Yeah, if it's based off of what the four guys did in the World Cup, I'm not excited. Even though Tatum was really good before he got hurt. He was. He was. And uh, I'm hoping he's having a good year because he's on my fantasy team now. Yeah. And he's not like a favorite of mine at all. So so you'll trade him? Oh, yeah. He's, he's on the... <laughs> He's on the block. He's on the block. <laughs> Our whole fantasy league was like, oh, really? What? Yeah, yeah. Shoot yeah. me some offers, guys. 
All right, so I'm taking the under on this one, and I'm shocked. The Golden State Warriors at 47.5. I think too much time without Klay Thompson. Um, I really don't know if D'Angelo Russell can still play off the ball because he hasn't done it since college. But I do think Steph Curry is going to have probably like a handful of nights where he wins games for them because he's already on a mission to say that like this he's going to be the best player in the league this year, it seems like, by what we're seeing in preseason when he's scoring 40, like 30 in halves. But love it. I love it too. I do, man. But I just don't know if it's going to be enough. So 47 and a half, I think they're more like 43, 44. And I think they'll be a bottom half seed because everyone keeps saying Clay's going to be back by February. There's no guarantee Clay's going to be back by February. And even if he is, he's not going to be Clay. Yeah. No. Um, I'm going to keep him at 47 and a half. I'll just keep them even right now. They're not over or under. I'm just going to leave them right there. I think... Uh, you know you can't win a half game. That, well, we're doing it right now. <laughs> just did it. Right. No lessons, pop. <laughs> did you just have a wedding singer reference on I the did. pod? I did. And that's our show this week, that, folks. That, Thanks that's for tuning why, in the that's why I'm here. Thanks for tuning in the 48 minutes and uh, leave a review. <laughs> All right. I, I think the Warriors are going to have a good year. I think uh, Steph is going to go off. I think D'Angelo Russell is going to make it work with the team. They'll figure it out. I'm concerned with their bench. I'm concerned that Clay is not going to be back till around the playoffs. And uh, But I think Steph's going to be enough right now, man. I just I just can't wait to see him just He's go on a off mission, again. For yeah, sure. I yeah. love that kind of Steph Curry. I do, too. I do, too. The shimmy Steph Curry? Absolutely. Yeah, but, like, let's also not forget, Willie Cauley-Stein's the starting center for this team. As a guy who has something to prove. Uh-huh. He's on my fantasy team. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's a Willie Cauley-Stein kind of year. <laughs> I am high on Willie Cauley-Stein. This is a Willie Cauley-Stein year. Sean <laughs> Mackey just said that, folks. He's dropping wedding singer references and talking about Willie Cauley-Stein. He has something else tonight. Yes. In our four years working on this show, I've never heard you like this before. <laughs> it must be because we're doing our first win total episode. Sure. All right, the Pacers, 46 and a half. We just saw this team on Friday. I know they didn't really play their whole team, obviously. Actually, you know, like, they kind of did besides Oladipo because they started their team on, like, the Bulls did. Yeah. But from what and, I... S- and, and, and while we're here, like... I feel like it's a custom in preseason. If you're not going to start your starters, the other team should do the same. Agreed. We walked into a slaughter at Bankers Fieldhouse. But Kobe White had, four, had 24 points and 8 rebounds. He looked phenomenal. Yeah, he was the best. He was, he was worth the drive off. He was. Yeah, agreed. So, I haven't shied away from the fact that I really like the Pacers this year. Um, but... If I'm going to say the Celtics are between 43 and 46 wins, I think the Pacers are around there too. So I will go 46. So I'll say the closest to even you can get. Okay. I'll agree with you. Yeah. The NBA champion Toronto Raptors over or odds are 46 and a half. Um, this is going to be the probably the biggest championship hangover since the 99 Chicago Bulls. Yes. Only difference is I expect the Raptors will still be a playoff contender in the East. Um, unless this goes bad, then they're going to blow it up. Because they're, you know, that Kyle Lowry $31 million contract, 
maybe a thank you contract, but it's also a, hey, you know, if we need to drop money, here's this. Absolutely. Um, it's hard for me to get excited about a team that picked up Rondé Hollis Jefferson as one of their big moves. <laughs> you know, like, it not, sounds not like, like Nick Nurse. I don't know if you heard him talk, but he uh, he threw some cold ice on him today and said that defensively he's not really ready. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, threw some serious shade at him and one of the other players on the team today. And uh, I don't know, man. This is a team I think is going to go under what you proje- what they're projecting. Same. I uh, Serge Ibaka is a year older. So is Marc Gasol. Kyle, Kyle Lowry is... Uh, see, Akam going to take another jump? Or is he going to... I think he's an all-star this year. He's an all-star. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he's he's got to be the guy. He has to be the guy this year. Yeah, they don't have a choice. No. Yeah, not one bit. So yeah, all right, man. Uh, so I'll stay. I'll say under as well. Okay. The Portland Trailblazers, same odds, forty six and a half. I am gonna go slightly over, because I really love Lillard and McCollum. I think that they're a great tandem. I think this is the first year McCollum makes the All Star team as well. And there's something about Anthony Simons, man. There's something about him that is just attention-grabbing. He's a talented kid. He can score. He's a bench shooter they really haven't had in a long time. And I still think at some point they're probably going to get Kevin Love. So, Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I'll put him slightly over, too. Cool. Yeah, I, I have faith in Dame and McCollum, so I don't, I don't count against those guys. I don't either. The San Antonio Spurs, odds at 46.5. This is just, the Spurs are the Spurs at this point, man. I just said on Shot Callers when we were previewing, previewing this division, I wouldn't be shocked if the Spurs didn't make the playoffs this year. Um, I have a hard time getting excited about a team. No disrespect to DeMar DeRozan. I have a hard time being excited about a team where DeMar DeRozan is your best player. I just I just do. It's nothing against him. With you. I think he's a very good basketball player. You know, I think his mid-range game is phenomenal. But I think it's the only thing about his game, and his dunking is pretty awesome too. But I don't know, man. Being in the West, being in the division they're at, playing teams like New Orleans four times, playing teams like Houston four times, playing the Lakers three times, playing the Clippers three times. Yeah, <sighs> I'm going to put them under two, man. Yeah, I I'm think this not... could be the year they don't make the playoffs. This could be it. How many have they made? Straight. Since Tim Duncan was a rookie. So 97, 98? Yeah. So 20 years? That's insane. Yeah, because they won the title his second year. Yeah. It was a shortened season, but no one cares. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets, 43 and a half. Give me that over. I think it's the best bet on the board. I love that Kyrie Irving is being new Kyrie for like a couple hours. I love Karis Levert's. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is the best backup point guard in the NBA. You can at me. I really like Jared Allen. I don't necessarily love DeAndre Jordan, but I think he'll be fine for this team. I think the Brooklyn Nets are a 45-1 team this year. Okay. I like your enthusiasm. DeAndre's going to be fine here. I just hate that he's going to be taking time away from Jared Allen. Agreed. He and so Nick Claxton. I love Nick Claxton. And they have Nick Claxton, too. That's right. That's right. Karis LeVert uh, obviously came back from that 
terrible looking injury last year. Yeah. Didn't really look the same though at the end of the year as he did at the beginning. So, um, I expect him to bounce back. Um, they just got to get this team on the road, get them going and just wait it out, man, for a year. We're going to have KD back out there. Yep. And think about that when the duos next year have yeah. Karis LeVert as their third. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. Love it. The Miami Heat at 43 and a half. I'm going lower. Um, yeah, I think they're like 42. I'm not significantly lower. I really like how this team's set up. I think they're going to be a playoff contender. Um, I honestly would not be shocked if they were over. I think they very well could be, you know, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston. I think they could be right there with Indiana. Well, they have a great coach. Butler's there. Tyler Hero has been excellent. Yeah, he's going to be fun to watch. He is. I'm excited about him. Um, I think this is the year, though, that they get rid of their point guard. This is the end of Goron? This is the end of Goron. Well, yeah, they're getting Chris Paul. Yeah, it's going to happen. But I'm going to put him slightly lower. I don't know. I'm not super enthused about this team. I feel that, man. I mean, I'm not either, but they haven't had a player like Butler in a long time. That's true. I mean, Butler's the biggest free agent signing they've probably had since LeBron and Bosh. I don't think that's far-fetched to say by any means. No, No, that's true. Yeah, so I think it all depends on what they get from Justice Winslow. And Yeah. Yeah. And how much time are we going to see him at the point this year? I think a lot. A lot, okay. Yeah. So we've already had this discussion, but we're going to go back into it. Uh, the Orlando Magic at 41 and a half. Um, when we talked about this division, you were very not excited about the Magic. I think you said they were, what, a 31 team? Where <laughs> I said that they could win 44 games. I'm not backing down. I think the Orlando Magic are going to make the playoffs this year. I think Markel Fultz, Terrence Ross... Aaron Gordon, and their 37 forwards are going to make some noise this year. I'm going to stand up with my old claim. So, no. Can't back down now. Can't back down now. All right. Here's the second best bet, I think, on the table. Okay. The Dallas Mavericks, odds are 40 and a half. I'm taking the over on the Mavs. I am all in for Luka and Porzingis. Oh, my God, God, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go over as well. I'll maybe do 42. I'll go 42. Okay, I can see that. I can see 42. Um, They are going to be fantastic this year, and that's that. Yeah, I'll take that. The New Orleans Pelicans, 39.5. Everyone loves this team. They are the league pass team. I think they're a couple players away still, and they've got a ton of draft picks so they can make something happen. Um, I don't necessarily know if they're going to be a buyout team because they have all that young talent. Yeah. So 39.5, I will say over, but I think they're still. I think they're about 40, 40, 40 42, or 41 and 41. Um, I, mean, I don't really know where to place this team. Yeah, I don't either. It's, it's like you got all these rejects from the Lakers from last season who couldn't make anything happen. 
you have the best rookie since but the that could be a that could be a shitty situation this could be like the way they're talking the way that they're playing it seems like it's a different thing for those guys yeah well and they're gonna have rue holiday right um jj reddick good vet to have on the team Derek so, favors Derek favors forgot about him totally forgot about him um yeah i don't know they got a lot of flexibility they've got draft picks they've got you know cap space things of that nature so it's gonna be uh an interesting year but i'm gonna keep them at 39 okay i'm just i'm not gonna go i can see that yeah Yeah. I, i don't see that as a shocker by any means all right, so the Detroit Pistons are at 37 and a half. And this is another team where I'm like, you know, there's some high spots. Like, I love Drummond and Griffin. Um, but, you know, what are they going to get from Derrick Rose? What are they going to get from Luke Kennard? Why is Reggie Jackson still on this team? Why is he not gone somewhere else? <laughs> like China? Right, you know. I think <laughs> like he's good China. enough. I think he could still play in the NBA. Oh, but, obviously. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm joking. 37 and a half. This is a hard one, too. Um, they made the playoffs last year. They seem to be relatively healthy. Their bench is better. They're probably not going to get much from Sakudin Boya this year. I will say 37. I'll stick right there. I'll agree with you completely. I think Derrick Rose, if he has another good year, I think he can, he can help. For sure. But, um... He's the which best is, guard on the team, and which, that's which is crazy my concern. Literally two years ago, we were going, well, he's out of the league. Yeah, we were like, when's he signing in China? When's, when's he going he to Beijing? In China? When's he just going to retire? So, right. But uh, looks aggressive early on in the preseason, so I'm excited. Yeah, it seemed like something happened when he had that 50-point game where he kind of felt like his old self to yeah. an extent. Um, because he's got like some of his bounce back, too. Like He's, you know, he's looked okay. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm in the minority, man, but I, I always want that guy to succeed. I know he's kind of an awful human at times, <laughs> and yeah. I know that he says some really stupid things. I've written articles about dumb things he said, Yeah. Um, but there's something about that spark he gave the Bulls when he came in that just I, I can't forget. Sure. On to a team that also has a spark of joy and excitement, the Sacramento Kings at 37 and a half. Now, Sean, this is another team that a lot of people are back and forth on. I am taking the over on the Kings. I think De'Aaron Fox, year three, is going to be really good. I think Marvin Bagley, year two, is going to be really good. Having Harrison Barnes there. Um, their bench is super skilled, and Buddy Heald's still there. I think Luke Walton's going to have some joy in coaching young guys again. He's going to have some more freedom. Vladdy's going to be smoking all the cigarettes because they're going to play in a lot of close games. I'm taking the over on the Sacramento Kings. Okay. I'll go slightly over as well. Cool. I think uh, all the points you made are correct. I mean, Darren Fox is awesome, but he, he is awesome. awesome. Yes. You know, so those guys, Harrison Barnes, serviceable, small forward. Yeah, agreed. So, so I'm looking forward to them. I'd love to see them get back into the playoffs. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Did it's not going to happen this year, but I'd love to see it. Did you see, so they're, they unveiled a kind of a preview of their classic edition? No. It's the Royals logo, 
but like in Kings, where like you remember it was like the crown. Oh yeah, and, yeah. It's like it looks like that. I haven't seen the jersey, but the warm ups have that old logo and like that that color. Yeah, I'm like if they came out a Cincinnati Royals jersey again, I'd geek out so hard. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that's just the NBA's fans in uh, Cincinnati and us. Like, please, yeah. Because you know I'll buy all that shit. G- they release give, a give us a crumb. Right, if they release a hoodie, I'm buying it, you know, yeah. so. The NBA started putting that stuff out on Nike today, actually, and the Raptors' white shorts already sold out. Wow. Yeah. All right, on to the next bet. The Minnesota Timberwolves, their odds are 35 and a half. Here is my bold prediction of the season, Sean. I think this team's going to be really bad, and I think Carl Anthony Towns is going to one out. Yeah, I agree with you. This is it. Because I think he's going to be the best center in the NBA this year, besides wow. Embiid. Wow. Besides Embiid. Okay. But I think, like, if you look at, again, I know we're overshadowing, it's preseason, blah, 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 but either the way he's played, the aggression's there, he is actually, like, working hard on defense, he's blocking shots, he's attacking the rim, he's getting boards. Cat's going to be phenomenal this year, but... I mean, a lot of people, there's reports coming out right now. I don't know if you've read these. A lot of people seem to think Jared Culver's already better than Andrew Wiggins. Wow. Yeah. Well, Andrew Wiggins is one of the most disappointing and disappointing draft picks of the last couple of years. Because, I mean, this guy was getting LeBron comparisons. Yep. He had to be traded for Kevin Love. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Remember there was that stretch, too, where people were like, well, would the Cavs have been better just having Wiggins and not getting love? And it's like, no, they wouldn't have because they would have lost the title. Well, here's the thing. In, in that what-if scenario, what if LeBron made Andrew Wiggins a better player? It's possible because... It's like the like, way that Michael Jordan made Scottie Pippen a better player. Sure. Um, you know, I think in, that's possible. In Return of the King, the book that Wendy and Dave McMenamin wrote... When the chapter where they talk about the trade, LeBron tried to keep Wiggins. He tried to see, he's like, what, is there any alley where we can get love and keep Wiggins? And they said no. Because I think a Wiggins love Kyrie LeBron team probably would have been pretty gross. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. But I don't know, man. I think maybe Wiggins just needs a change in scenery. I think. He does. I'm not ready to count his career out. I think, you know, the talent's still there. He's still an extremely talented guy. Oh, but, yeah. But, like,. Maybe not there. Maybe he'd look good in Orlando somewhere. I don't know. I, I just knew you were going to bring that up. Orlando. Here's yeah. another forward. You want well, that, right? Well, you give up a forward to get a forward, you know. No, so. they'll trade one of their two guards. <laughs> Watching like, we'll do Markel Fultz for Andrew Wiggins. It's like, Ab- why? why? No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vooch is going to be playing the one. <laughs> Actually, can we do that? Yeah, and have the slowest NBA game possible. Tonight's score was 64-57 to 57 in double <laughs> overtime. It's like watching mid-major Division One college basketball. Yep. Okay, so the Atlanta Hawks are a team that a lot of people are looking to see the next step. Their over-under is 33.5. I think that they'll go over, but I'm not there with them yet. I think that they're a little bit away. Um, I think they're a year away. I'm giving them a 34. One more. Okay. Yeah. Trey Young's awesome. He's super awesome. So is John Collins. Cannot 
yes, John Collins is great, and I can't wait to see these new rookies on this team. There's a lot of them. Did you get DeAndre Hunter in our fantasy draft? I believe I did. Damn it. I wanted yeah. him so bad. Yeah, I believe I ended up with him. Yeah, I ended up with Darius Garland, which so far he's looked pretty damn good, so I'm okay yeah. with that. I, he was on my queue, and I, I lost him to you. Yeah. Which, funny enough, brings us to our beloved Chicago Bulls. Ooh. The odds are 32.5, Sean. So, yep. <laughs> as we know, the Bulls have been a team that people are talking about potentially running, being a playoff contender, and a team that a lot of people <laughs> seem to be really excited about. Here's the thing. I think they're significantly better. I just don't think they're that much better. I'm taking the over. I think they're about a 36-37 win team, but I'm not playoff Bulls yet. I think the Bulls are a team that in 2021, if things work out the way they are, if they keep getting better, they keep this young core of marketing, Carter, Kobe, you know, they've got Sadoransky for a couple years, they've got Thad Young, that that team's going to be attractive to somebody. And John Paxson and Gar Foreman haven't fucked anything up in two years. So, like, since Jabari Parker, they have not done a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to keep them right there. I just... I don't have very much faith at the very at this moment. Um, this is a team that doesn't know what they want to be. Zach Levine is going to score a bunch of points. He's going to be awesome this year. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be good. Laurie Markkinen, I don't know what he is yet. I don't know if anyone does. Um, he looks very awesome at stretches, but this is going to be a big year for him. Yeah, agreed. So, I, but I'm I'm keeping them right where they're at. I think they'll win more than 32 games. I don't know, man. Never underestimate how bad the Chicago Bulls franchise can be. Yeah, but... Uh. Okay. <laughs> you're like, you're just a negative Nancy today, Sean. Yeah, your, your wedding singer references and... Hey, I. that's one of the better Adam Sandler movies. Okay, that's fair. Okay. It's not saying much at the same time. It's not. They're all pretty bad. <laughs> I uh, All right. The Thunder. Their odds are 31 and a half. I am pounding the under button on this. Yeah. This is going to be a bad team. Chris Paul has got to get traded. Yeah. Now, I'm excited for Shea Gilbs Alexander. I think, you know, he's got to... They've got to let him run free and kind of have his be his team, I think. Absolutely. Um, which would involve a lot of losing, but a lot of learning. So, I'll take the under, I think they're more like 27, 28 wins. I'm also going to take the under. Yeah. Chris Paul already wants out. This is going to be a bad, bad relationship immediately. Yeah, he... um. He said all the right things at media day, but it's like... It's because he's a pro. Right. When the trade was made, there was no way he was thinking, yeah, I'll play here. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll, I'm going to get moved again. Nope. Thunder fans, here's my advice. Don't buy Chris Paul jerseys. <laughs> if you really want one, wait till he's traded in December, and you can get him for way cheaper than retail. Get yourself a nice Oklahoma City Hornets jersey. I always forget they actually wore those. Yes. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's so weird. Yeah. All right, the Phoenix Suns. Ooh. 28 and a half. Ugh. 
I'm going under. I think this is a kind. Now, <laughs> look, I get they got Ricky Rubio. It's nice that Devin Booker finally doesn't have to be the point guard. Um, but until the situation comes where Devin Booker is shooting 38, 39% from three, because he's shooting 35, 34 of late, I'm not putting them in that situation, man. Like, the team drafted Cam Johnson. They gave TJ Warren away for nothing. Dario Saric is like their fourth best player. And I like DeAndre Ayton a lot. I think he's going to be really good this year as an offensive center. But, nah. Not feeling it. I'm giving him under 24. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I think that's fair. And that might be generous. That is very generous. (laughs) All right, so the Memphis Grizzlies at 27 and a half. This is another team where I really love the young core. They're going to be – I'm going to watch them on league – no, I can't watch them on league pass because for some reason they're blacked out here. That's Uh, so weird. So dumb. But so far away from Memphis. I know. We're – like, uh, yeah. We get blacked out games from Cleveland, Indiana, and Memphis. Yeah. And we're not close to any of those. Yeah. The Indy one I get because it's on our local television. But, like, other than that, no, I agree. Yeah. So, 27.5 for the Grizzlies. I think they're more like 23-24, so I'll take the under. But I think John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. are going to have so many highlight plays this year that I'm, I'm yeah. so excited to watch them. John Moran is going to be a straight stud immediately. Yeah, his feel for the game and his passing ability is like, is he already a top 10 passer in the league? I think he is. Ooh, ooh. I don't know, man. I'm not backing down. You're not backing down? No, no one's going to at you about that? They can, but I'm not backing down. Okay. I mean, like, I think he's a pretty damn good passer, and he shows it. We'll see. So, are you taking the under on that one? Yeah. Okay, I am too. I'm actually, the rest of the, I think the rest of the run, I'm taking the under. Okay. Uh, next is the Knicks at 26 and a half. I, okay, I'll keep them even. I think they're bad, but I don't think they're worse than where we have them. I think Barrett's going to score a lot this year. Julius Randle's a good pickup for them, um, but they're the Knicks. So yeah. I'm not expecting much more than 26 and a half. So I'll, I'll say 26. That's fair. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Now, the Wizards at 26 and a half. I am for sure going under. Because <laughs> you know Bradley Beal's gone by the end of the season. He has to be. Has to be. Has to be. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. And we're not even talking Spike Lee. Just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Yes. So, 26 and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm taking not under feeling as it. well. Yeah. All right. 24 and a half at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Huh. Your old favorite team. <laughs> that was a fun four years. Uh. God. This is hard because there's a lot of reasons to hate this team as far as, like, on the floor. But I like Garland. I like Sexton. Kevin Love is still there, so we can't necessarily count it out. Um, Kevin still- Love will be there till midseason. Sure, but like, isn't that enough to probably get like 14 wins till midseason? And you just have to win, what, 10 more the rest of the year? As long as he doesn't break something. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> and um, I'll take the over on the Cavs. I think they're a 27 one team, more than a 24 and a half one team. Okay. 
And lastly, Sean, wait. Lastly. What did you have on the Cavs? Do you have a vote or over under? Um, I'm, I'm going to say even. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So lastly, at 23 and a half, we have the Charlotte Hornets. And this team sucks. Oh, they're oh, terrible. terrible. So when your big, your big splash was getting Terry Rozier, no bueno, <laughs> Chief. Overpaying him. Yeah. In a sign and trade at that. Um, I liked him getting P.J. Washington. I think it was a good draft pick. But, you know, you still there's no trading Nicholas Batum this year because he's got another year after this on his contract. Yeah, this there's, is a terrible team. Yeah. It's completely cash-strapped. Their salaries are shit. And uh, on top of that, there's not a whole lot of talent here. They will win 19 games. I like it. I like it. You're yeah. saying they're the ultimate loser franchise this year. Yes, and they won't get the first pick because <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, I get it. Okay, 19 wins. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Which last year, this is to put this in context, last year they won 39 games. No, they're, they're worse than that team. They don't have Kimba. Exactly. And all, all these, these guys, guys are, are a, a year older. older. One player... Makes all the difference that they're going to lose that many more games. That's right. Because they couldn't get anyone to put around him. Like, really, they talked about this. I think Al Jefferson was, like, really the best player he may have played with? Uh. I mean, you could say Jeremy Lamb. No, we'll go with Al Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. That is bad. That's so bad. That was a guy who went straight into his, I don't need to win a title, I'm here for the money type <laughs> yeah. type guys. Like, as soon as he, like, felt he was on the decline, he's like, I'm just going to get some checks and leave. Yep. Yep. And that's what he did. Yeah. So. So we're. Is that all of them? Yeah, that's all the teams. Okay. Yeah, I didn't look up the bets on, like, MVP and stuff like that because I still want to make that an episode at some point. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Tune in next time. Yeah. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap it up. Thank you all for tuning in as we did our first over-unders. Hopefully we did not bore you to death. <laughs> um, in case you're wondering and you want to bet on the games when this goes, when this episode goes up for Thursday, uh, you have a, a lot of pick-ems. Yeah. You know, if you want to bet preseason basketball, um, there's this great place called Rehab, and <laughs> probably go. <laughs> all right, everyone, thank you all for tuning in. Keep tweeting at Kevin Durant so he gets mad at you back. Have a good night.